Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. I know most of you, when it comes to picking a home loan, worry about the interest rates. I mean, you know, vaguely the numbers, you, you're going to borrow up to 75% from a private bank for your private home, for example, down payment of 5%, and then there's a cash component uh, for the rest of it, which you can pay for with your CPF as well. And uh, how much of a loan you get depends on your age and your TDSR. Uh, and But every time I do a show on home loans, so many questions come in for me. And by the way, you can send me your questions via Instagram. I'm at Michelle Martin Radio. Keep them coming through. Always appreciate it. I was reading that OCBC Bank has launched its first Singapore overnight rate average pegged home loan, the Sora rate that is available to buyers of completed private properties with a minimum loan size of 1 million Singapore dollars. So what does this mean for interested homeowners and banks in Singapore, I know, are expected to pilot more new of these Sora products in the second half of the year. So I thought it's worthwhile getting an industry expert in to walk us through what Sora interest rate benchmark for home loans means for you, the homeowner, and also how you can make the most of your mortgages. So let's welcome Alfred Chia. He is CEO of Sing Capital. Good morning, Alfred. Good morning, Michelle. Good to have you with us. Can you explain to us what this Sora interest rate benchmark for home loans is all about? Ah, okay. Sora was actually first uh, introduced uh, or announced uh, by ABS in 2019. It is supposed to be an alternative to swap, right? The swap offer rate. Mm. And swap offer rate is actually uh, very much uh, depending on the US dollars exchange rate. But for Sora, it's actually, I mean, it's very mouthful, it's the average rate of unsecured overnight interbank SGD transaction brokered in Singapore. But basically, it's uh, all the overnight cash transactions in Singapore, the rate. Okay. So how does it fluctuate compared to SOAR? Um, the main difference with SOAR is that uh, Sora is really based on SGD, basically SING dollars. So you actually remove the uh, exchange rate kind of uh, fluctuations. Mm-hmm. And because Sora, if you look back, right, uh, the last uh, 10, 20 years, it has always been very volatile because of the US dollars. Right. And there, is, there are also times where can Sora can go to negative, right, depending on the uh, global markets. But uh, a, a Sora will be based really very much by administered by MAS, and it's based on Singapore market. Okay, so I know that the industry is moving towards adopting Sora, correct? Yes, yes. Um, for the homeowner, does this mean that it is uh, less volatile, more stable for the homeowner? Uh, well, it's supposed to be, but as you see, um, Sora was introduced in 2019. But bank, OCBC is the first bank that actually introduced a Sora pack packages uh, only in July this year. Yeah. So so Sora, I think there's still some time to go right before it can actually really uh, re- replace this SOAR, uh, the interest rates. Why is so that? I think, Why do you um, think? Yeah, because it, it needs times, right? It was just introduced. Uh, and there's many reasons why uh, ABS and MAS introduced this. Right, not just because of home loans. Right, home loan is just that they are using it as a benchmark, as a reference. But Sora has a lot more functions, right? Because it's the it can be the benchmark for a lot of derivative products, 
Uh, and at the same time, LIBOR is supposed to be uh, removed from the market in 2021. Mm. So there, you want a rate that is really independent from all this uh, saw and uh, all this LIBOR. Okay, so on, on the whole, it's, it's meant for uh, transparency or more stability right, for the entire financial market. But home loan rate is just a uh, sort of a byproduct okay, that is a reference point and so that it's not, say, where the bank at their win and fancy, they say, okay, I decided to increase the mortgage rate or reduce the mortgage rate. Mm. Right, so there is a benchmark to it. Okay, can we take a step back and look at the different rates that homeowners have uh, to choose from when it comes mm. to their mortgage loans? I mean, once upon a time, there was LIBOR, uh, remember? Um, mm. I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> Uh, can you tell us about the different sort of interest rates that homeowners can shop from to pick uh, their okay. home loans? Yeah. Uh, well, as far as the home loan market in Singapore, uh, they never really use the LIBOR as a reference. Okay, so commonly will be CYBOR. Then many years ago, they used SAW, but it has already been uh, so-called uh, uh, replaced. Out, right? yeah. It's no longer yeah, phase out. And then, of course, you have this fixed housing rate where they packed to the bank's fixed deposit rates. There was even one time where they actually packed to CPF interest rate. Hmm. Right? Yeah, but of course it has proven that it's actually, you know, CPF rate is actually quite high. So therefore, <laughs> so therefore they sense. have to adjust. <laughs> yeah, then of course they have this very, very common, which is fixed rate. Yes, yes. So the floating loan packages... Um vary according to, what, two or three of those interest rates that you mentioned? Yeah. Okay. But of course, for Singapore generally, right, let's say you talk about fixed rate package. Yeah. Uh, they normally let you fix the rates for only two to three years. Okay. And then after that, on the fourth year, on the third or fourth year, the rates will actually fluctuate according to the market or based on what you have actually signed up for. Mm. For for cyber or fixed housing rate, all these, these are what we call the variable rates. Meaning to say, um, you have to use the reference point, example, cyber, plus a premium. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have questions coming in from people wondering where they can check out the Sora rates. I mean, if there's transparency and they want to see how it's fluctuated since 2019, can they check it out for themselves, the numbers? Oh, yes. That is the good thing about uh, all this reference rate because it's very public, it's very transparent. Okay, so for example, uh, if you are looking at SAW or CYBOR, you can go to ABS, uh, the website. Mm-hmm. And then for SORA will be MES. And actually, MES has been tracking uh, SORA rates since 2005. So there's actually a lot of reference point uh, for investors, for homeowners to actually check it out. But more important mm-hmm. for homeowners, they mm-hmm. need to look out is Beside the reference rates, uh, yeah. whether it's Cyber or Sora, mm. what is the premium that the bank is charging the homeowners? What would that come under? What do you mean premium? Okay, so normally, when you go to the bank to borrow rate, yeah. the bank will tell you, okay, your interest rate is, let's say, 1.09%. Oh, the plus part. 1.09 yeah. plus 0.88% or plus something else. So that is the figure you want to look out for, the premium. Mm. Normally, they would just tell you 1.09. But you have to ask is, oh, what is this component of 1.09%? Oh. So normally, it would be three-month cyber plus a premium rate. Okay, so why is it variable, right? Because mm. um, let's say a three-month cyber, it means to say 
your mortgage rates would vary every three months, depending yeah. on the cyborg rates. So if, let's say, the cyborg rate has been stable, then uh, you will see your rate uh, maintained for the next three to six months. But for example, like recently, because of the COVID situation, mm-hmm. interest rate have a sharp fall. So then for homeowners who are on cyborg package, they will be receiving good news from the banks is that, hey, your mortgage rate has reduced. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, there's also the one-month cyborg, right? There's a three-month cyborg and a one-month cyborg. Yes, and the main difference is that one-month cyborg means your rate will change every, every month. Every month, yeah. Yeah. How should property owners compare the loans that best fits them uh, when they're looking at floating loan packages? Um, okay, I mean, this is really a tough call, right? Because yeah. it's very difficult to predict the interest rate market because this is basically a global kind of trend. And I think homeowners uh, should not try to speculate it. But more important is that what is your... Uh, so-called the risk tolerance level. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, if let's say you are uh, those who say, I, I want just something stable, okay? I don't want to subject myself to all this fluctuation, right? Even though the rate can go up, can go down, mm. but I just want it stable so that I can budget my monthly installment. Mm. Then a fixed rate package would probably be more suitable. Right. But if you base on the current package now, right? If you based on current, because what we do, we uh, uh, at Capital, we always uh, follow track all these interest rates so that we can tell our uh, customers what they are getting into at the point of home purchase or when they want to do refinance. So, for example, now fixed rate, yeah. you can get as low as one point three percent compared to a cyborg uh, pack rate is as low as one point zero nine percent. So there is a little difference of 0.21%. Wow, that's a big difference. That is um, a big difference. I didn't know it can go as low as 1.3%. I need to go to Sing Capital and see who's offering that. <laughs> <laughs> and fixed rate, you know, it can let you fix for up to three years. Wow, that yeah. is so great. Uh, but yeah, people, so, yeah, go ahead, go yeah. ahead, Alfred, go ahead. Yeah, so that's why if let's say you are looking at cyborg uh, pack rate, it's like, oh, I want to take advantage of the low interest rate. Yes, you are right. 1.09% mm. is very low. Uh, but the thing is that it changes every three months. Right. right? Or Although every one view, month, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although our view is that interest rate will stay low uh, for the next one to two years until this COVID situation is stabilized. But you, you never know when the interest rate is going to go back up again. Because interest rate at this moment, yes. right, the low interest rate or what we call the ultra-low interest rate environment uh, is actually not sustainable. Okay, that's interesting because people think that it could even go negative, you know, looking at where we mm. are with interest rates. And so they're wondering what does that mean for their home loans, therefore? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, negative interest rates, uh, I would say, is really, really very rare occurrence. Mm. Uh, and, and we shouldn't really bang on that because uh, negative interest rate actually brings a lot about a lot of other issues. Right? Absolutely. It would, it would affect the savings, that it would affect the, so yeah. many other things. Like okay, let's not go there. Stuff. Let's not go there. Yeah. Well, when it comes to Sora and Cyborg, which mm. is more expensive now? Ah, okay. 
That is a very good question, yeah. right? Because these are all different benchmarks. Okay, so for example, let's say now for the cyborg, um, based on 20th July, which you can go to ABS website to check it out, a three-month cyborg is 0.43675%. Okay. Whereas a Sora, right, uh, if you use OCBC as a reference, they are launching a 90 days average Sora. Because Sora rate, uh, fluctuates every night, right? But it's, it's rather stable. Okay, so based on the 90 days average, Sora rate now is about 0.08%. Okay, got it. Got it. I'm so yeah. thrilled that you have the numbers at your fingertips. Uh, you'd expect him to because he's CEO of Sing Capital, Alfred Chia, joining us in Money and Me. Alfred, what do you think are the key principles that Singapore property buyers should be aware of uh, to achieve better mortgages? Um, okay, first, actually for the homeowners in Singapore, uh, MAS have actually introduced this thing called TDSR, which is a uh, total debt servicing ratio framework, right? Yeah. But it's actually a mortgage stress test because one of the key components in TDSR is the MES stipulate all the banks, you must use this interest rate of 3.5% for credit assessment. Right? So for owners who qualify for the home loans, basically uh, they are actually simulating that the interest rate will be 3.5%. And you, if based on that and you still can qualify for your home loans, right, meaning to say you are in a good position to take on this loan because TDSR is to promote prudent lending and borrowing. But homeowners, after which, can then go and take advantage of the low interest rate environment currently. Mm. Yeah. So meaning to say their credit assessment has been approved at a much higher interest rate of 3.5%. But then what they are actually paying to the bank now average from 1.1% to 1.3%. Okay, okay. Can you break that down for us? So what do listeners need to do to take advantage of these low interest rates, Alfred? Um, okay, so of course, is to compare. Very importantly, is to compare. And it's always uh, important to actually uh, to be on um, be a subscriber list. Okay, because it, when you are looking at buying a property, right, it doesn't mean you're going to make a decision today yep. or next week. Yep. Right. You, you probably are already on a shopping way. Okay, you, when you find the one that you like, it could be one month down the road. Then you want to know, hey, at that moment, which bank is offering the best deal? And so if you know that which bank is offering the best deal, because why? The banks are also competing. Hmm. For example, there are banks that now offer 1.3% fixed rate, but they tell you, say, okay, first come, first serve. Essentially, once they have reached their loan quantum, they will withdraw this package. So they say, right? I mean, mm. that's I mean that's all that the info that we have to go on. So it's sort of like you want to get in line and get your hands on that one point three percent while you can. Okay, so compare constantly, be comparing, um, and to do with your TDSR again. Can you give us the actionable plans that people should be thinking about with their TDSR now? Um, okay, because TDSR, there's actually quite a lot of component, right? Okay. So if, let's say, someone is going out to look for a property, I think very importantly is to check whether their TDSR, uh, they can clear the TDSR framework examinations. Right? For example, essentially, a TDSR is that all your loan commitment cannot be more than 60% of your income. Okay. Okay, but the challenge about this 
using this income, right? If you are an employee, full-time employees, uh, generally the bank will take in your income. However, but now banks actually assess whether are you in a vulnerable industry. Really? Oh my goodness. Yeah, all this because of COVID situation. Oh, that's affected the TDSR assessment as well? Banks are going to yes. be looking at whether you're in F&B or, or retail, for example. Yes. And they also look at whether are you are self-employed. And then if you are self-employed, they will actually do a higher haircut of your income. Mm. And if you are also a business owner, that means you, you own the SME, or you maybe have a 20% uh, shareholding or 30% shareholding, then the bank will also say, hey, uh, I would also have to assess you based on the self-employed. So okay. when you're self-employed, they will take further haircut from your income. These are such useful insider information. I mean, I'm sh- I would, you know, these questions keep coming in. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, keep them coming through at Michelle Martin Radio on Instagram if you want to send your questions to me immediately. Um, here are some, here's a question, Alfred. Is it true that I can borrow more from a private bank for private housing as opposed to HDB for HDB property? Uh, no, actually, uh, first, at HDB, you have this thing called HDB concessionary loan. Mm. Now, for private banks, if you are applying for a first housing loan, maximum LTV, loan to value, is 75%. But HDB, you can borrow up to 90%. They are the only one that can offer such a high loan quantum. And that is because it's a HDB concessionary loan. Yes, you must be able to qualify. In order to get that loan though, you have to wipe out your OA savings, right? You have to use all of your OA before you can get your hands on that concessionary loan. Uh, yes, but yeah. however, CPA board have also introduced um, a- another plan where you can actually keep at least 20000 oh, in your ordinary account. Mm. Yeah. So now you don't need to really wipe out all your CPF. Okay, okay, that's good to clear up. Mm. What are some key financial considerations you would like our listeners to know that they have to think of before they commit to private or HDB property? Um, I mean, putting aside the property aspect of it, uh, I mean, if you just focus on financial, I think really important is uh, how confident are you about your employment prospect? I mean, at the end of the day, Right. Many of us require a housing loan mm. to purchase the property. Mm. Right. And uh, of course, the low interest rate environment is really very attractive. Yeah. And for those who are already a homeowners, they should really exercise their consumer rights because they really need to look out and see whether they can actually refinance. And um, of course, if you refinance, uh, I mean, if let's say next time we have options, we can even talk about what you can do with refinance. For example, there's this very common thing where people would say, cash out from the property. It yeah. actually means it's taking Take a loan, term loan. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, we are going to do course, a show on that, I think. Oh. Your options okay. there. But you don't just have to refinance, you can also reprice, which is cheaper, right? Um, okay. Reprice essentially is to actually renegotiate your package with your existing bank. Yeah. So you can call, okay. pick up the phone, call your bank and mm. say, can you reprice my loan for me now? Yes. And then um, that, so of course, depends on whether you have a lock-in period or not. You are right. Um, and many banks are actually quite happy to do so. However, 
they do in, impose an admin fee, right? It will range from $500 to $1,000. In addition to that, uh, they may not offer you the best rate in the market. Why not? Because of, because of competition. Right? Anyway, the, the banks, uh, I mean, at the same time, right, to be very fair, the bank also, they have this cost of borrowings. Right. I mean, banks are in the business of lending money, right? Mm. But like any kind of business, there is also the cost. So what is the cost of funds? Absolutely, so they would yeah. they will have to look into all this, right? So, so shop then that, ar- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, shop around. Yeah. Shop around. What are some key mistakes that you you've seen people make when it comes to their mortgage loans uh, that we can learn from, Alfred? Um, I think first there are people who actually over leverage. They try to stretch all the way, right? They even are not being truthful in declaring their income or even their debts and expenses. Uh, I think that is not being prudent because over leverage um, in a situation like COVID, right, it shows that you know crisis can happen, and then you may actually face uh, with this all this uh, issue. I mean, why TDSR was introduced is to really encourage prudent borrowing. Yeah. So while you may not get the loan that you want, but it's also an indication is that hey, yeah, maybe I shouldn't stretch myself so much so that uh, I I can. Uh, be very comfortable owning the place that I can afford and I can withstand any possible crisis that may come along. Okay, that's good. I want to end off where we started, which is with the Sora loan package. And when it comes to any loan package, what are some of the key considerations that you should be looking out for? I can think of maybe, you know, how long is my lock-in period? Because most people forget that they, they can do something. with they, they forget to refinance or they forget to reprice. And then their, their you know, rates go so high and they, they just keep paying because they think, you know, I've I've got this deal with the bank. It'll cost too much to refinance or reprice. So that's one thing, the lock-in period. And then maybe you also want to think about how much of a prepayment can you make without any penalty? Uh, Are there Mm. other considerations that people should think about when making a decision on a home loan? Okay. When you look at a loan package, I think it's important to compare fixed rate and variable rates. Because fixed rate, uh, while it's slightly higher than variable rate, mm. you have to look at the differences. So if you look at a 1.3% fixed rate and a 1.09% fiber pack rate, yeah. um, the difference is actually not a lot. But it gives you stability for three years. Mm. You may pay a bit more interest rate or even cyborg, it may drop further. But right, that, that is probably the kind of stability that you want. But if the fixed rate is now at 1.6% and then the cyborg is at 1.09%, then of course the difference is big enough for you to actually take on the, the variable rate, huh? the, the potential fluctuation there. So that's one. Second is that when you're looking at whether cyborg or Sora, it's very important to check what is the premium that the bank are charging you. And that means the reference rate plus the premium will equal the actual interest rate that you are paying. Right, so ask for that breakdown. You have absolutely been wonderful to speak with, Alfred. Thank you so much for your clarity and for joining us this morning. Thank you very much. He's Alfred Chia, CEO of Sing Capital, their financial advisory firm, right here on Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.